Welcome to Triumph. This is a show about God's mercy after uh, an abortion experience on St. Gabriel Radio. I'm Tim Welsh. I am uh, here with my wife, Jo. Hello. Hello. So we talk about every every time we do this show, we talk about uh, God's great mercy for those people who navigate the rather tough waters of, of uh, post-abortion stress and or sin mm-hmm. and or syndrome i you know that that name has changed so much over the years i don't know what we call it these days yeah i don't think it's syndrome but yeah it was a syndrome for a while i think it was and now it's a stress it's been reduced to a yeah. stress mm. I, don't well, I, I don't know it's still syndrome ish i think okay okay <laughs> so i'm getting the high sign to shut up okay here so uh, Tim Welsh here and Joanne Welsh. Um, we're here because we had a we have an abortion experience in our past. Correct. And we're here because we we want to make sure that people know there's there are places to go and that God's healing is um, is completely un, uh, unmatchable. There's, Correct. There's. Uh, and I think I want to say really quickly as you intro that. I think once you start going through healing, the healing process is never just complete. But I think once you start it, you th- you can't stop thinking about it. You know, you're just like, it envelops you just like anything else. When you're learning something, it's just like, oh, you can think about. And then as you kind of go through, you know, a decade of, you know, from when you started, then it, you know, you're not thinking about it all the time. But we were having a conversation just the other day when we were walking about, abortion and so I'll turn it back over to you so it, I just want people to know that it just isn't like isn't like a raw you know tear the band-aid off kind of feeling all the time yeah it yeah. does get better well people heal at different paces and True. people heal in different ways and True. sometimes peeling the band-aid off all at one time is is uh, it actually happens but yeah most of the time it doesn't so I I was um, I was just thinking about um, because you've got some things you want to talk about. We talked about it in the car over on the way over here, and um, I think for those people who don't know anything about us, maybe it might be worthwhile to just sort of encapsulate our story um, and the whole story about what brought us to the abortion experience and what happened for thirty-four years or didn't happen for thirty-four years after that. So I can tell it, okay, and you can ahead. fill in. I okay. mean, if you like, if, yeah, that, sure. if that's yeah. better for you. So, so um, you know, we grew up in the '60s and '70s, and mm-hmm. it was uh, it was kind of a wild time. And uh, you had um, you were pregnant at age 16, correct? Uh, you made an adoption plan, and and uh, you know that was at a time where. Um, you know, parents who were our age parents in that generation really didn't quite know how to handle that. I sure. mean, they just kind of, they did the best they could, but they really didn't quite know how to how to deal with that kind of thing. There wasn't and, a lot of talking. No, there wasn't much talking, and and they moved you to Columbus. They moved you from Lancaster to Columbus until True. the until the child was born. And I, it's always been a great uh, source of admiration for me toward you that you know you went to all the attorneys meetings by yourself all of the all of the doctors meetings i mean they 
you know, you didn't even see your parents over Christmas, all that stuff. I mean, they just kind of, again, I, they were good people. They're both gone now, but they were really good people. I love them dearly, but they just, they quite, they didn't quite know how to handle that. No, that's true. So you fast forward a couple of years and you and I start dating and we become sexually active Mm -hmm. and you find yourself pregnant again. Yes. We find ourselves pregnant again. I mean, I, I wasn't pregnant that I don't want to get into the whether men can have babies okay. or not. <laughs> so anyway, they so uh, and you were you were just dead set on having an abortion. Correct. You were you were going to have an abortion, and and you know I I will go to my grave with a with a great um, disappointment in my own self. I you know I I remember I thought when you told me that you were going to have an abortion, I thought, well, you know, this is what you do as a young, as a man, you say whatever, whatever suits you, you know what I mean? Because you're the woman and it was a whole woman's lib kind of thing. And I thought, well, yeah, okay, I'll do whatever you, whatever you decide, dear, we'll do. Mm -hmm. And then I left for vacation the next day. Yes. And that was, I thought that I was being supportive, not not by going on vacation the next day. That was really stupid. But I thought by telling you, okay, you know, whatever you think is right, I thought that was being supportive. When in fact it was being, an, it was an abandonment. It was yeah. just, just leaving you out on your own. Again, just as your parents had done a couple of years previously. So, so that's where, and then we didn't talk about it for 34 years. We Correct. actually did not say one single word about the abortion for 34 years. And that's, looking back, that's really hard to believe. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But that's what happened. There was no talking going on either in our relationship. That is absolutely true. And and I learned it from the the masters. Well, I think that, but that segues into what you might want to talk about here today, dear. And that is that we, um, um, you know, you only know what you can know. Right. And and we were young and stupid and made a very large mistake. True. Um, True. So, um, you know, and, and the, the, so, so you had some things you want. So, so now it's your turn. We, we, I've set the thing up for you. Now you can chat a little bit. Okay. So Tim and I were taking a walk the other day and it just struck me, you know, just there's so many issues today that, People are wringing their hands over and just wondering why and how is this possible? You know, what's happening in the world with um, not just the youth, but just, you know, lifestyles change, you know, lifestyle kind of decisions and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, well, as we were discussing it, I was saying, you know, it's kind of the same with abortion you know, when it was, when Roe v. Wade was passed, we, we were young and I didn't, you know, at the time I didn't really think anything of it. I won't put words in your mouth, but I didn't really think that it was as horrible as my parents or as my mom and my grandmother thought it was. My aunts, I mean, this was, this was something they could not stop talking about and how awful it was and just on and on and on. And at the time at my age, I really didn't think it was like that big a deal. Yeah. I, I don't even remember. I I don't even remember it being handed down by the Supreme court in in January of 73. Yeah. 
Well, I just, you know, I, re- I just remember my mom and her sisters talking, and it was a topic of conversation for them that, you know, oh my gosh, you know, this, you know, what's the church going to do? It's, you know, they're, you know, how many years ago, 50 years ago, they were saying, what's the church going to do? And um, just a lot of wringing of hands. And I didn't think anything about it. I, you know, I, I thought, come on, you guys are overreacting to this, right? And I was just thinking about the parallels from that time to now when, you know, two generations away from um, some of the, the, you know, just the younger generation. I guess I'm my mother and my grandmother now, okay? That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm not saying it at all very well, but... Um, you know, I'm looking at some of the things and I'm like, oh my gosh, do, don't, they, don't, don't they understand the repercussions of some of these decisions and um, just lifestyle choices? And oh my goodness, it's, it's terrible. What's the church going to do about it? Um, but as, as, you know, the, kid, the kids today, kids today, that's probably a very passe thing to say, but the generation that's grown up with Roe v. Wade and think it's a right and a privilege and, you know, what's wrong with it, they expect it. And I feel like with some of the things and court decisions and, and kind of the things, societal ch- things that people are doing with lifestyle choices, you know, is it the same thing where, you know, the older folks are saying, oh my gosh, this is terrible. And the youth are like, it's no big deal until they get a few years on them on into life. And they're like, whoa, wait, this this wasn't that great. This was not a good decision. And I just found it interesting that there's just a little parallels. It's just generational attitudes, I guess. Um, But these are the kind of things that we think about now. Well, the, the, I, th- I think it's a fascinating point, but I, I also think the scary part for me in that whole conversation is that, you know, what we always had in varying degrees all through our lives, and I do mean varying degrees, we had some dedication. We, we knew there was a God, and we knew that, that we were somehow dedicated to the Catholic faith. Right. And maybe we weren't the best Catholics all through our lives. Maybe we didn't practice Catholicism the right way all through our lives. But we, there was that there was that bedrock kind of foundational stuff there. But you know the many in in you know the Gen Y and and Gen Z they they don't have that bedrock. Yeah, that's I mean, true. They just don't have that. Um, they don't they don't have that conviction. In fact, many of them don't even believe in God. You know, right. the, the whole true. issue of the nuns. You know, the what's your yeah. religion? Well, it's a nun. Yeah. So it just you know, and and our own children, we have some some kids who are just oh, yeah. just fallen just non practicing Catholics yeah. that that um, and probably and we may not see them practice the faith in our lifetime. Yeah, we, that's we, true. You know, who knows? That's we true. pray for them every day, and we try to encourage and all that kind of stuff. But it really, so for me, that's what's scary about that whole conversation is that that 
that bedrock is just not there. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess I didn't um, I didn't go that far to think about that. But you're right. It's it, it, is it going to swing back to that? You know, let's uh, hopefully it does. Um, but you know, we just don't know. Yeah, God's in charge. God so is in charge. He will figure it out. Well, I hope he hurries. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Triumph on uh, St. Gabriel Radio. This is a show about um, God's healing and mercy for those people who've had an abortion experience in their past. I'm Tim Welsh, and I'm here with my wife, Joe, of almost 45 years. Oh, my Holy gosh. Mackerel. I'm old. Oh, my gosh. You're not as old as me. That's true. Well, <laughs> This I'm is, sorry, I didn't even hesitate on that one, no, did I? <laughs> no, that seemed pretty quick. You had that tucked away somewhere. I did. So, the, so I, I have a, a question for you, though. I mean, I, I wonder, you know, given the fact that we didn't really know about Roe versus Wade, and we really didn't care at that time about Roe versus Wade, not because we are uncaring people, but because we are. Because we were young and we just didn't, we right. just didn't grasp. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We, we yeah. I, I know, I know uh, somebody that's a close friend of mine that pulled her car off the road and cried when she heard that the Supreme Court. And she's she's six or seven years older than me, but but I didn't have I didn't have those. I, I I just didn't. I wasn't. I just wasn't in the game at that time. I just I just didn't right. know. Right. So given that, I, I wonder, you know, that when we were talking about this earlier, I just wonder about, do you suppose you would have the same feelings today about Roe versus Wade and the abortion, uh, uh, the, the cultural abortion, the, the abortion culture in our society if you hadn't had an abortion? I, that's an unanswerable question probably, but... Would I have say that again? Would, Would you I, feel the same way today if you didn't have an abortion experience? Um, I probably not. I mean, we'd probably be against. I mean, certainly yeah. we'd probably yeah, recognize but I, that it's would not I a really good. would I really be diving deep into it and the effects of it on yeah. a person and just the things that I've learned and 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 the way it the way it affects women and men. I, I wouldn't, I mean, for 34 years, I walked around with blinders on like there wasn't a problem. So I, I think I would, I'd probably still have that same kind of mindset. You know, like I've got bigger fish to fry here. I don't have time to worry about that. Like that's not a big fish, but do you know what I mean? You, yeah. They're just things that are in, that are in front of you that you worry about. There's some things you do and you know, some things you don't like with me, it's children and veterans. I mean, ugh, you tell me a veteran story or a kid story and I'm like, yeah, it makes me cry. Yeah, I know. But there, you know, there are other things that just, that don't. So I didn't answer your question. Yeah, you did. I, but I, so I, you know, there, there are things that we just pass over that we have an, what I always have referred to as an informational callous that we just don't even care about. You yeah, know, it's just, that's we've, true. We've heard enough about it. 
I've heard enough about politics, for instance, in my life to feed a horse. I, I, I'm done. I'm kind of done with politics. You know, I just really, when I see things that, you know, one side's trying to trash the other, I don't even care which side it is. I just, I'm, I'm over that. And yeah, yeah. I really, I care about the earth and I care about being good stewards of God's creation, God's creation and God's gifts of all of us. But I don't really want to, I don't want to really want to hear about, you know, the green movement. It's just, <laughs> it's just doesn't do it for me. There got to be calls now to the oh, radio yeah, station. This is, Way to go, this Tim. is great. <laughs> my name is not Tim anymore. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so I just, you know, like you say, I, and that's what that's what makes me curious. Would this possibly? Could you conceive of of it just being one of those things that you would have an informational callus about that you've heard enough yeah, about? I probably would. If yeah. you hadn't had yeah. the abortion, yeah, experience. and and that's that's probably the way most people feel that haven't had one or younger generations. They just like, what is your problem, lady? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think there would be an informational callus to it. Absolutely. So I, I also wonder, I, you know, the we also now have this whole, you know, a certain percent, a certain large percentage of abortions are done by the abortion pill. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. So the abortion facility is the home. Yeah, that's that's your uh, bathroom is the abortion that's awful. facility. That's awful. It is awful. And I wonder what. I, 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 what I'd triggers? Do, well, yeah. What tri- you know? When I quit drinking, you know, sixteen right. years ago, I, right. I, the last drink I had. So, when I quit drinking, they, they, I went to this outpatient rehab thing, and right. I, they said, you know, okay, s- stay away from triggers. Stay away from your triggers. Well, my front door to my house was my trigger because right. I just I, when I walked in, you know, I and your in, wife and your kids, uh, yeah, all, <laughs> all the above. No, well, no, when I. When I walked into the house, you know, the first thing yeah. I did was start to marinate a few ice cubes, and sure. and um, I well, I'd never really went to bars or anything, right. but so my trigger was my hat was our house, right? So it was a little bit difficult. But can you imagine the trigger? No, I can't. I you, can't. Do I it. mean, could you imagine just going to the bathroom? Right. You know, right. using your restroom in your house, right. knowing right. what had happened there, right? Well, and how do you do that? You know, like you go have an abortion, you're going away from your house, you're going away from your family, you're you're sneaking around, at least I did. Um, but if you're ha- doing, if it's the abortion pill, you're in your house. If you live with your parents, you're right there with them. And if you have complications and you need to call somebody, who are you gonna call? You gotta have some. You need help. Yeah. I I I just I I don't know. I, I think it's it's just another quick fix. It's just another quick fix, and I don't like it. Well, and it's another. I I I shared with you a uh, a quote from uh, Tolstoy a couple of days ago that oh, I've yeah. really become very fond of, and it is it is we cannot pretend that we do not know this. We are not ostriches, and we cannot believe that if we do if we do not look, there will not be what we do not want to see. So if we hold our hands, over, you know, this, like right. see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, hold right. our hands over our eyes, maybe it isn't as bad as we think it right. is. 
And, right. and really, it, it kind of is. Yes. yes. So I, uh, the other question that I had today was, um, it, it, it's a fascinating thing for me. Um, when, I, when I go to various abortion recovery uh, sites mm-hmm. online or just see literature for abortion recovery, routinely they say something to the effect of, you are not alone. That, you know, they always say you're yeah, not alone. Yeah. Don't suffer by yourself. All this stuff. But I wonder if that's really true. I wonder if that really helps. I wonder if that's a. I wonder if that phrase. I know everybody. I lived it. You know, I I ran right, you know right. abortion recovery services for two separate organizations for right. probably twelve, thirteen, fourteen years. I don't remember how long. And we use the, that phraseology, but does that really matter? Is that an attractive thing, or is it a is it a deterrent for seeking help? You know, for instance, is there some, is there some benefit to solitude in that grief? I mean, you just want to be by yourself and not, not talk to anybody about it. Well, I think, yeah, I think there's probably stages of grief. There are stages to grief and, and there probably, there is probably a time for solitude, but I mean, nobody can just say you're not alone and, oh, okay, that's good. I'm, I'm cured. You know, I mean, you have to be willing to accept that advice, if you will, just like anything else. So, you know, you can, people can say you need to stop drinking or you need to lose weight or stop smoking, but you, you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might not be alone, but you still got to do the hard work and it, I, I guess it's kind of trite to say that you're not alone, but you have to be alone and really dive in there and really work through whatever it is that you need to work through. So, so in the, that in that you are alone, but you have support, but you're alone in it. So. Um... You know, I, I know that a lot of people go through some sort of avoidance tactics. They stay really busy. They go back to school and have to get A's all the time. They, you know, that's yeah. just kind of what you did, sort of-ish. Yeah. And, or they or they want to be the perfect parent or they want to hide, you know, their husband's alcoholism from the world or whatever, all these things right. you've experienced. <laughs> right. Um, uh, you know, those, those avoidance tactics just sort of, is, is a solitude kind of in itself, you know, it's just keeping, oh, yeah, keeping everything right in there. Keeping, um, yeah, keeping that, that ball under the water. So, you know, people don't, nothing to see here, folks. I'm all good. So <laughs> you gave me some good advice maybe 10 years ago. That was the last good advice. That was the last time. <laughs> oh my By goodness. I better well, work on my, I better up my I game. I wrote down the date. <laughs> um, I don't know, it was 10 or 15 years ago. Remember you had, you had oh, a little bit Oh, now it's 15. Of, oh, well, great. yeah. It's just, it's, <laughs> memory just goes when you're this age. It's true. Um, you're having a little breast cancer scare. Right. Right. I remember sitting on the couch and, and, and sharing some tears with you about it. It was, it ended up just being a scare. Right. But, um, and I was, I did what I think most people would do and that's put my arm around you and said, it's going to be okay. It's right. going to be okay. And you told me 
that's not what I want to hear. <laughs> what I want to hear is this sucks. Right. This is not going to be okay. This is just something you're going to have to work through, and I'll work through it with you, but it's not going to be fun. Right. So I'm just curious about that sort of catchphrase when it comes to abortion recovery. Mm-hmm. If it's not, hey, you know what? This is going to hurt a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But we're going to work on it together. I, I just, I, I'm just thinking aloud I, and just sharing yeah. your thoughts about that. Oh, yeah. I agree. And I, I mean, if you have any kind of a, a thought at all. I mean, any kind of therapy or anything, you know, you are doing it alone with support and, and promptings from other people. But yeah, you, you do have to, you do have to rip the bandaid off numerous times yeah. and just keep digging away at it to, um, to just feel, to feel good again, to feel alive again to have joy in your life. And those are big wins. So yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. Well, I just uh, I, I just wonder what the catchphrase ought to be, you know, when it comes to what's an attractive sort of This is going to hurt. Marketing. That's probably not it. Well, it's it's probably not it, but it's it may ultimately it may ultimately be the message, right? I right. mean, right. Because, you know, you you wanted to hear, I'm sorry you're going through this. Right. I wish it, I wish you weren't going through this. Correct. But you are. Right. I mean, that's really what you told me that you wanted to hear back then. Yeah. And I thought it was very good advice. Uh, advice. <laughs> it was very good advice. And I, I, I just hope I never forget it. I'll remind you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm quite sure that's true. So, um, as we wrap this thing up, what what would you say to the younger generation now that you've you've sort of spread them out a little? I think um, listening to other people and their experience, just kind of talking to people, and you know, just learning from other people that have had some life experience and seek truth seek truth right yes seems like that's that's what we all need to do you've been listening to triumph this has been a show of uh of about god's mercy after an abortion experience we're we're real happy to do this this is tim and joanne welsh and if if anybody out there would like some help, there's a number for Bethesda Healing Ministry here in Columbus, 614-309-0157. That's 614-309-0157. And there's some real good people waiting to, waiting to talk to you. God yep. bless everybody. Bye-bye. Come Holy Spirit.